Welcome to the Super Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Olawumi Brigway. I'm a transformational life coach and the creator of Super Abundant Woman, the premier personal development platform equipping and empowering women to create their best life from the inside out. In the not too distant past, I myself was trapped in an agonizing cycle of failure and shame with my mind constantly dominated by negative emotions. But my life was dramatically transformed beyond my wildest dreams when I began to live by the power and the wisdom of God's word. On the Super Abundant Life podcast, my goal is to help you disengage from limiting and faulty belief systems so that you can think differently, believe differently, and live differently. Thank you for tuning in. I'm so glad you're here. Allow me breakaway and welcome back to the Super Bona Life podcast. <laughs> now it's been a while. It has been a while since we released new episodes on the podcast, but I talk all about that in a five-minute intro that I released a couple of days ago. So if you haven't listened to that, you want to go back and then come and listen to this episode that I'm going to be sharing with you today. One of the things that I talked about in that introduction quite important is we're changing the way we're releasing episodes in the Super Abundant Life podcast. And mainly we're going to be doing episodes in season. So like blocks of episodes that are centered or founded upon a particular theme or topic. Now, if you're a regular listener on this podcast, you will know that I've done that in the past. I've done like mini series, a series that would have maybe about three or four episodes or even five episodes. And I quite enjoy that. I like the fact that you can go deep into a particular topic instead of talk about it and then you're moving on to something else in the next episode. Now there are well over 200 episodes on the podcast so far. So we've gone really wide and now I believe it's time for us to go deep. All right. To start going deeper into some of these topics that we put out on the podcast, Christian living, right? Being able to fulfill everything that God has put inside you in this world. That's what we're about. So we're going to be starting off a new season. So we're going to be releasing our episodes in seasons. So everything that we released so far, almost, I don't know, th- almost 300 episodes, I think 200 and something episodes will count as season one. And then season two is starting today. And season two is going to have 10 episodes. And that's how we're going to be releasing from now on. And season two is centered upon one theme, which is purposeful living. Purposeful living is what I'm going to be talking about in this season. I hope you're excited as I am to bring you fresh new episodes of the podcast because I promise you we are back and we are back bigger and better. Now, one of the reasons why I'm doing this series of 10 episodes, imagine 10 episodes to talk about purpose, is because 
in my work and in daily interaction with people, I realize that so many people don't actually have that confidence, that conviction that they're living a life of purpose, that they're doing what they were put here on earth to do. And on top of that, a lot of people are almost waiting for when they will fulfill purpose, when this big, very significant, massive thing will happen. And they can then confidently say, oh, I'm now fulfilling my purpose. <laughs> That is not correct because every single day, in fact, from the moment you were put upon this earth, from the moment you were born into this earth, you started to fulfill the reason for which you were born. And I'm going to be turning a lot of things that we have believed about purpose on its head. Why am I doing this? In order to set people free because people are trapped in this state of confusion and almost like a sense of worthlessness like until i'm doing this massive big things that you know they'll name certain people and say look at that person that person's feeling purpose and they're doing all these wonderful things and they look at their own lives and they think oh i just go to a nine to five i'm an accountant i'm an engineer how is that fulfilling purpose you are fulfilling purpose and i'm going to be teaching going deep into this topic of purposeful living number one to be able to bring you certain insights that will help you come into an understanding of what purpose is and how you are actually living every breath you take right is leading you to the fulfillment of your purpose on earth every breath from the moment you drew breath and they spanked your butt and you started to cry you started to feel purpose you started to fulfill your purpose on the earth so I'm going to talk about things that will shift the mind in terms of purpose so you can gain more confidence in showing up in life, including the most mundane jobs or careers that you think, how is this contributing to life? How is this contributing to kingdom business and all those kinds of things? And because it's a 10-part series, I'm going to be talking about how to step-by-step -step harness and maximize your purpose because that is really what we should be teaching people not necessarily to find purpose to fulfill purpose it's to make sure that we're maximizing the fulfillment of the purpose because you're already fulfilling your purpose the purpose for which you were born you've already entered into it i know that may sound strange and some people may completely reject that as soon as they hear it and say no i don't believe that you know it takes said you have to climb seven mountains and you know cross a million seas for you to be able to enter into purpose how dare you say purpose is that easy to enter into well i know what i'm saying as someone who wakes up every day confident that i am fulfilling purpose confident that my life matters and is making an impact and i'm not just saying that now that i'm doing work that other people may very easily say is impactful things like coaching things like releasing these kinds of podcasts and so on no even when i was not doing this kind of work i knew that i was fulfilling purpose i knew that my life counted and god was pleased with me so if you want to get to that level of confidence where purpose is concerned come on this journey with me for the next 10 episodes as we dive into purposeful living right so the first episode which is today i'm going to just talk about what purpose is what exactly is purpose i'm going to be addressing certain misconceptions very very common widespread misconceptions that people have about purpose i'm going to be turning this on on their head and importantly i'm going to bring purpose into the context 
of your everyday life. So that is not some far away at the end of my life kind of thing on the horizon. I will finally fulfill purpose. No, that's not right. Every single day, there's context in your daily life for you to fulfill purpose, for you to actually show up with what God has created you to be and be of service to humanity. So are you ready? That's all I'm going to focus on in this first episode. Remember there are 10 episodes all together in this series and it's going to be wonderful. So stick with me for all 10 episodes. Okay, so let's get into it. What is purpose? What exactly is purpose? The first thing that I must say to you that you're listening to me and I don't know what your background is, right? I don't know what kind of thoughts or lies Satan has put into your mind over the years about how you were born, the situation around your conception, how your father walked away from your mom, how your father left you and your mom had five kids or your mom did this or they didn't do this, they did and so on. No matter what lies you have been told regarding your childhood, that those lies have seeped into your own being and they have affected the way you see yourself, your self-image, your self-worth, your self-esteem, your self-confidence. The first thing that I must say is no human being is here by accident. It's not a cliche. It is the truth. It is 100% the truth. No one was born by chance. Every single person came into this earth by design. You were not born to your parents by chance because they're like, oh, how I wish I was born in a different country so I can have passports. <laughs> how I wish I had those parents. You know, growing up, you look at maybe parents of your friend, your close friend, and you think, oh, they're so kind, they're so this, they don't, da, da, da. And you look at your parents and be like, why are they like this? Why can't I have this? No, 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 no. You were chosen to come to the very home you came to by design. It was not by accident. Even two people that were not married that came together and the woman got pregnant, he said, oh, it was an accident. Or even if your parents were married and they had finished having their children, say, oh my goodness, I finished having all my children and then I find out I'm pregnant. That child is not an accident. That child is not here by chance. Everyone that comes through, because let me qualify that so that it doesn't seem like I'm just spewing some motivational stuff. When God created the heavens and the earth, what did he say to man? He said, be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. So there's a commandment. There's a commandment over the entire human race to continue to give birth. So first of all, any child that is conceived, it is the will of God for that child to be born. Now, don't come for me. I'm not bringing politics into this. I'm not even American. Okay. I stay as far away from American politics as I can. Thank God I'm not American. So this is not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about pro-life or what's the other one? Um, pro-choice, pro-life. No, no, no. This is not what I'm talking about. Okay. I'm not even going to step into that because I don't have the authority to wade in on politics and I have no interest either. But what I'm saying is once a life is conceived, God has a purpose and a design for that life. 
It's not like somebody gets pregnant. The girl is like, oh my goodness. Ah, they were not expecting it. Oh, okay. So what are we going to do? Okay. Uh, Angel, come. Let's try and write something about this child that's about to go, etc., etc. Do you think that's how it happens? The Bible says God told Jeremiah that before you were formed in the womb, I knew you. Every child that comes into this world, God knew that child. The child existed in God. The child was a spirit. The child was not manufactured when somebody gets pregnant or when somebody got pregnant. It's not like, oh, I'm pregnant. I was like, oh, you're pregnant. Okay, let's quickly form a baby and put a baby. No, the spirit man already existed. God just gave the spirit a body according to what had been demanded. So a man and a woman come together. They sleep together. If the child is conceived, then... That spirit is given a body to be able to come into the earth. Why? Because the parents placed a demand. They placed a demand. The sperm and the egg came together and they said, hey, we are placing a demand for a child to come into this world. And once the demand is placed, it is a law. So God it was the one that spoke and said, be fruitful. He said, ah, okay, we have already spoken fruitfulness. Okay, this spirit, we're giving it a body according to the people that conceived the child, so African, Caucasian, and so on. So every child existed in God. Every child had a destiny prescribed, premeditated by God, by God for this life. So nobody is an accident. Nobody comes here by accident or by chance. It is by design. It is by design. And let me even lay on top of that. The Bible teaches us that God gives the seed a body as he desires, as he wills. Meaning he's the one that decided that you were going to be born into your parents. He took that spirit man and then he said, oh, I have an assignment for you. Okay, you're going to go through those parents. You're going to go through and be born in that city and in that country and to this race of people. Oh my goodness. Once you, once you begin to understand this, you will stop despising anything about your life. Some of us are so rooted in the whole, oh my, I can't believe, I wish I had been, I wish I had, I wish I had not. I no, 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 no. You were born by design. It was by design design god gives a seed body a body as he wills he said how can you tell the potter that why are you doing it this way no no you can't you cannot do you understand that okay so that's the first thing you're not here by chance you're not here by accident that child that you conceive in fact you know for go and ask any parent where they felt like, oh, this child was an accident. We didn't really mean to conceive this child. After the child is born, go on. I mean, check back. The moment that child is born, in fact, they begin to notice certain peculiar things about the child. Are you going to go and tell that mother, maybe that was crying when she found out that she was pregnant, after the child is born, go and ask her again. Would she say, ah, this child is an accident. I don't even know. No, never. I've never seen anybody like that. Because they now realize that, wow, what a precious gift. What a precious gift. God puts love for that child into the heart of the parents. And they begin to thank God for this precious gift. 
the child they were I'm, I'm talking to you from experience <laughs> from experience that you wept wept oh my god can't believe i'm pregnant uh -huh. that same child that you were pregnancy that you were beeping on top like oh accident accident by the time things begin to play out you realize that oh my goodness thank god for this gift this was by design do you see what i mean so when two people come together they're placing a demand all right so that's the first thing as we build up to what exactly purpose is now i want to read out what the dictionary definition of purpose actually is i'm going to read out some of the things it says the reason for which something exists or is done made or used so purpose according to dictionary is the reason for which something exists or is done made or used it also says an intended or desired result an end an aim or a goal now you can see how people have taken the literal definition of purpose and imposed it or superimposed it upon their own lives this is why people walk around thinking oh my purpose is to reach a destination to do something this you cannot use the dictionary definition of purpose to describe the purpose of your life right you can't use it to describe the purpose of your life because the purpose of your life will keep shifting and changing literally every single day remember what i said i'm going to repeat that the moment you drew breath you started to feel purpose what do I mean by that? The purpose that you started to fulfill the moment you were born into this world is you became a child, a daughter or a son to your parents. That's fulfilling purpose, right? You showed up and you were a baby and they would say, this is my son or this is my daughter. So in that stage of your life as a baby, this is who you were. That was your purpose. And then a new season, a new stage would come and then what you would release. So that's the thing about purpose, more about what am I releasing into this world as opposed to what am I achieving? Purpose is not about achieving. Because if you think about it in terms of achieving, this is where this idea of unless I do this massive thing, it's only the people that are doing global massive things that are fulfilling purpose. It's not true. Every single person is fulfilling purpose. So that's the first thing I want to discredit. Yes, English describes it well, but you can't take that definition of an end goal or an end result and bring it into interpretation into your own life where your purpose is concerned. Right now, what do people think that purpose is? Let's talk about that. So I'm going to address some of the misconceptions. The first one is a lot of people think that not everyone has a life purpose or has a grand life purpose. Or they may feel like this person, well, they just, they, there's nothing significant about their life. They just came. I'm just passing through. I'm not meant to do anything significant with my life. I'm not meant to impact people or lives in any kind of significant way. See, that very thought will make that person not intentionally fulfill the purpose that they're already being inserted into. What do I mean by that? So, for example, somebody goes to university, qualifies, let's say, as an accountant. And then they go and work for a company, entry level, and then they work as an accountant for 50 years. That's a lot, right? They don't work that long these days. 
And he said, 40 years. 40 years. They retire at 65. And they just sit at home and they're waiting to die. At 70, the person kicks the bucket. And they feel like this life just lacked purpose. It just lacked. There was no purpose. The reason why that happened... And that person is thinking that my life has no purpose or somebody would observe their life and say, oh, this life, they, what did they even do, right? It's because they were waiting for some grand life purpose, not understanding that the fact that they even trained as an accountant and spent 40 years of their life being an accountant, crunching numbers, there was purpose in that thing. There was purpose in that thing. Do you understand what I'm saying? You have to see every aspect, every part of your life as fulfilling purpose, not some one grand thing. Oh, I need to go and start a charity to help children that are this one. That's when I'm feeling purpose. No, as the moment you wake up, the moment you open your eyes and you turn to your husband and say, good morning, that's purpose. You have a purpose to fulfill in that man's life. You have a purpose to fulfill in your children's life. You have a purpose to fulfill to the random stranger that you pass on the road. All of this is the culmination of your life's purpose. Do you understand what I mean? But people don't look at it like that. So they think that not everyone has a life purpose. Like, okay, some people just come and they go. They're not really meant to do significant things. The way men celebrate human beings is not necessarily the way God will celebrate when we all get to heaven. Do you understand that? Okay. Number two, <laughs> some people think that some people's life purpose or purpose is better than others. So they look at people and like, Oh, how I wish, how I wish, how I wish. <laughs> Absolutely not. Let me give you a very mundane, not mundane, important example actually from the Bible. Do you know that the Bible talked about, and I'm sure there were more than two of them, talked about Hannah and Simeon when Jesus was born, around the time when Jesus was born. Hannah and Simeon. So Hannah was a widow that literally, I think her husband died really early in their marriage. And from then on, she just dedicated her life to serving in the temple, to praying and to interceding. And there was a prophet called Simeon. And the Bible says that those two people, and I'm certain that there were more. Okay, that God had revealed to them that they, they just picked it up that this is the time of the Messiah. The same way Daniel kind of picked it up that ah, hang on a minute, it's been 70 years, we should be going back to Jerusalem, etc. So they just picked it up and they began to pray and to intercede. If I don't know, it was in Matthew or Luke that mentioned them in the gospel. If those two people had not been mentioned by name, you would never know who they are. None of us would ever know who they are. The Jewish people would never know who they were because this was by revelation. The only person that knew, the only two people that knew actually was when Simeon went to Mary and Joseph and said, Oh, I'm so glad God told me. I said, I would not, my eyes will not sleep until I see this child. Nobody else knew they were interceding and praying. So it may have looked insignificant that look at this one. They didn't even do anything significant with their life. They were, the Simeon that was a prophet was not like Jeremiah that prophesied and spoke to kings and all that. He was just quietly praying behind closed doors. But are you trying to tell me that his destiny, that his purpose is less important than Jesus' destiny? Are you trying to tell me that? Because they were the ones that interceded. If they had not been praying, Herod would have killed Jesus. That's the truth. 
Herod would have done what? Would have killed Jesus. Would have gotten away with actually murdering the savior of the world because it was a tiny little baby. And that tiny little baby was now in the hands. His life was in the hands of Mary and Joseph. So their intercession really was for Joseph. They might not have known. Was that, you know, as they were praying, as they were praying, say, Joseph, your eyes must see, you must hear what the angel is telling you to do, what God is telling you to do. Take that child and go to Egypt. The intercession was, Joseph, you must obey. Joseph must obey. Because if Joseph had not obeyed, <laughs> what would have happened to Jesus? If Joseph had not obeyed when Mary was pregnant, he would have just carried Mary to the town square and said, look at this adulterous woman. She's pregnant. Oh, I haven't touched her. Oh, I didn't do anything. I haven't touched her. Oh, but she's pregnant. Oh yeah, yeah, carry stones. And they would have killed baby inside a womb. Before Jesus was even born, if he had been rash, that was all the intercession. That was, so you're not trying to tell me that, oh, their own purpose, nobody knew them. They were not global speakers. They don't have a billion followers on Instagram. Therefore, hello, that can't be right. <laughs> the third misconception <laughs> is people think you can only have one big or one purpose in life there's only one purpose this is who i am this is what i've been created to do nope nope even jesus that you might be tempted to say had one purpose jesus had different purposes he was first a son to his parents he was a carpenter he was a teacher he do you understand you different things then he became the messiah no, it's not one purpose. So stop looking for this one gigantic purpose. Like, oh, listen, where you are, purpose is already there. Open your eyes. And that's what, actually, as you listen to this podcast, as you go through this series with me, I'm going to help you see practical things, strategies that will help you wake up every morning and know that I am definitely living in purpose and you will intentionally begin to move forward and fulfill purpose. Where you are, Nobody may know you. you may have the job that you're like, I hate this job. I don't even like this thing. What I truly want to do in my heart is do. No, no. Right now, purpose is in that thing. Purpose is in it. And the fourth one, the fourth misconception, I've already alluded to that is people think that purpose is a destination. That is a destination. I'm going to get to a particular way. Then I have fulfilled purpose. Purpose is not a destination. Purpose is everyday living. Okay. Right. Which then brings me, which brings me to what exactly is purpose? So my own understanding of what purpose is, this is what liberated me many years ago, that I have absolute confidence that I'm fulfilling my purpose. Right. For me, as I'm talking 20, 30 years now, purpose, what is purpose? Your purpose is actually your contribution to this world that's what your purpose is let me go back to the dictionary definition of purpose the one that has trapped people eh? it says that an intended or desired result an end an aim a goal right a goal where i want to reach my purpose is to become the owner of the largest, this one in the world. I think that's purpose. No, 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 that's not purpose. That's just the result. That's just you achieving something. Purpose really is your contribution 
to the world. And that is why I can make bold statements like from the moment you were born, you were living out your purpose. So you live out as opposed to trying to find or fulfill your purpose. You are living out your purpose. So change from, I want to fulfill purpose to I'm living out. I want to maximize this living out my purpose because it's already in you. The moment you draw breath, it's like the clock starts. Okay. Purpose has started. So it's about then maximizing it. So from the moment you were born, the moment I said you, you drew breath and you started to cry and he said, congratulations, you have a baby girl. Congratulations. You have a baby boy. Your purpose in that season was to bring joy, to bring joy to your parents and to the people that love you. The baby, the baby cannot do anything for itself. The baby is fed, clothed, everything cleaned. It does eat some poops <laughs> like all day. Right. But that baby is fulfilling purpose. It is contributing joy to the lives of those people that love it. Do you see what I mean? It is already fulfilling the reason for which God sent. So the Bible says that children are the heritage of the Lord it says the fruit of the womb is his reward. So God says, come go to these two people as their reward, bring joy into this season of their life. That's purpose. Do you understand that? That's what, so it's your contribution. It's your contribution. The child then starts to walk, starts to learn how to talk. That is purpose because you're going to have to walk. You're going to have to speak life to somebody later on. The child starts to learn how to speak learns language, goes to school. That knowledge, you are fulfilling purpose because you're going to use it to contribute to the world. Oh my goodness, when you start to see things like this, you will see that your six-year-old is fulfilling purpose. You will see that your six-year-old is fulfilling purpose. And you will see it as it is actually a series of life events. Purpose is the culmination of a series of life events, everyday life events. So in other words, you don't fulfill purpose. Purpose happens to you. As you intentionally live out what God has put into you, what he put you there for, as you live it out. So the question really is, why am I in this season of my life? God, why am I married to this man? Why do I have these children? Why do I have this job? Why do I, do you see what I mean? Why is this person my friend? When you start to think of it and ask the why questions, you are actually saying, oh, there's something that has been put inside me, right? That I need to release, that I need to live out. And as you do that intentionally, you are quote unquote fulfilling purpose. Purpose happens to you as you intentionally live a life that is aligned with your deepest convictions. With your deepest convictions, you just know that, okay, this is what I want to do. You go and do it. That's living out your purpose. In other words, purpose is a culmination of your day-to-day -day contributions to the world. Stop making yourself feel less than nothing because you feel like, oh, I have this big dream in my heart. And until I see that big dream happen, I, my life is just not worth anything. That's a lie from the pit of hell that is keeping you trapped in self-condemnation 
and a sense of worthlessness, honestly. And the second thing that I wanted to say is purpose, quote unquote, evolves over time. So remember, start to see it as it's in seasons, it's in stages. So the baby that was born, the purpose of that child is not, oh, this child must fulfill purpose. This child must be able to go and heal the sick in order to fulfill purpose. No, the child breathing, eating, drinking milk and pooping is ultimately fulfilling purpose in that stage. Just being alive, even the cry, crying all the time, that is the fulfillment of purpose. What am I releasing? into the lives of the people that God has planted me in. Do you understand that? So it evolves over time. The same way Jesus started off as a gift just to Mary and Joseph. Unto us a child is given. They were like, oh, we have a son. We have a son. Jesus fulfilled purpose like that. Then he got to the point where he started to fulfill purpose as a carpenter, right? So his father started to train him and so on. Then he got to the time where he began to teach. So it evolves over time to the culmination where he laid down his life as Messiah. And what is he now doing? He's seated at the right arm of the Father, making intercession for us. So that is the next stage of his purpose. Do you understand that? Think about this. What about people whose lives are cut short and they don't get to manifest this massive big thing that the whole world will stand at attention and say wow you did well are you trying to tell me that maybe somebody that has impacted lives that has touched so many that you know let's in fact i don't even want to use the word impact life because it it, it makes people feel bad the per i'm going to stick with accountancy so the person was an accountant and they were brilliant they helped their company they helped many companies people that were stuck maybe whatever and then this person died when they were 32. You now say, ah, the person didn't really enter into purpose. Hello? That is such a bold and co completely false statement to make about somebody's life. And he didn't fulfill purpose. They didn't fulfill purpose. That purpose was... He may have been cut short because there was more inside them to release. But you can't tell me that the person did not... From the moment they were born, they started to fulfill purpose. How this shift... Is doing something for you the way it did for me many 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 years ago honestly this is how you should view your life this is how you should view your life let's look very quickly at the story of Esther as I wrap this up so look at Esther you might say oh the purpose of Esther was to become queen mm -mm. it was just the evolution it was just one season Becoming queen was one season of Esther's quote-unquote purpose, right? Look, I mean, think about it. Esther didn't know that the beauty pageant would lead to the emancipation of an entire race. She didn't know that. Do you know that her becoming queen and then being able to speak to the king, destroying all of Haman's plans, led to them being saved from genocide, basically. They were going to kill all the Jews including her. And so that, she had a big purpose, she had a big purpose. This is what I'm saying. What led to that quote-unquote, what people call purpose, like the destination? It was the fact that, first of all, she was a faithful and an obedient niece to her uncle. Are you trying to tell me that if Esther had been wayward, 
What did God put her in Mordecai's life for? Or what did God put Mordecai in her life for? Whichever way you want to look at it. Right? It was for her to be able to defer to authority, to be able to say, oh, uncle, thank you for everything you're doing for me. I want to learn from you. To listen, as she's been taught, to listen to instructions. Do you understand? If she had been a wayward child that was abusive to Mordecai and all kinds of things, Mordecai may have kicked her out of the house. So she fulfilled that purpose. She showed up as a diligent, as an obedient, as a loving well, you could say daughter, because she probably just, it was like a daughter, she was like a daughter to him. Then when the time came, when the beauty pageant, she didn't take it like, what's this beauty pageant? This is not my purpose in life. This is not my purpose. I just have this dream that I'm meant to be, you know, saving lives. I have a dream that I'm going to emancipate the entire Jewish race, blah, blah, blah. And then they now put beauty pageant in front of her and say, who has time for this? In fact, this beauty is a curse. <laughs> Who wants to be fine like this? They say we want to go and save the world. We want to go and preach the gospel. They're telling me to come and do beauty pageant. Not knowing that there's purpose in that beauty pageant. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If she had treated that beauty pageant anyhow, like, no, 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 this does not look like purpose. But whatever was put in front of her, she recognized that there's something inside me that has been put in me for this season that I need to live out. So she lived it out. She did it to the best of her ability. She poured out what had already been put inside her for that season. And that was what opened the door to the next season of purpose, which was becoming the king's wife. And because she handled that well, she poured out what she was meant to pour out in that season. It opened the door to the emancipation of the Jews. Remember that Vashti was queen. So she, quote unquote, was in the stage or the purpose of being the king's wife, but she messed it up. She messed it up. Do you see why? So it was not a given that because she was married to the king, then therefore she was going to, you know, go on and fulfill this next, oh, her big purpose. No, she had been fulfilling purpose from the moment she was born. You have to begin to see your life like that. Right? Look at where eventually the journey took her the emancipation of an entire race maybe a million people i don't know or more but it's there was a point where she had to start strutting around wearing you know tiny tiny swimming trunks and wearing high heels and you say oh you know what is this one doing you don't you don't you lack purpose in your life you're not even a serious human being meanwhile there was purpose in that thing Meanwhile, there was purpose in that thing. <laughs> I hope this is helping you. I hope this is helping you. I hope it's shifting some things in your mind. Let me tell you as I finish, just let me share part of my story with you. And because I think this way, I look back into every season of my life from the point when I was born and I see purpose in it. I see how it's almost like layers. Things are building up. So I'm fulfilling purpose at this level. And then it builds up to this level. And the builds up to the next level. And then that is where I am now. And I can see, you know, what the next level is looking like in terms of fulfilling purpose. In terms of living out my purpose. But this current season that I'm in, or this current stage of purpose that I'm living out, how did it happen? How did I become a coach? How did I become someone that is impacting lives through podcasts, through teachings, through coaching and all these things, all this 
personal development courses and memberships and all these things that we're doing as an organization. How did all this start? I was in my 95. I was, I, I mean, and in that 95, me, I, I, I never treat anything. I'm, I'm going, I, I told them I'm going to share strategies with you. I don't treat anything I do like, oh, this is just a stock gap. I'm just here. I don't like this job. No, I always take it with such gravity. I bring God into, I say, what did you put in me for this season? Even if I hate the job. So I was literally in my nine to five and my husband is a pastor. So I, I'm married to a pastor and this was years ago. And I just thought that, you know, it was coming up to Christmas or something or the end of the year. And we just thought, what can we do? So I was thinking, okay, what can we do for the women in church? I want to be able to do something like a get together, like a meetup, let's hang out. And I thought to myself, what is the one thing, one of the things that I'm really, really good at? Right. One of the things that come very easily to me that I, I've mastered. I thought setting and achieving goals. This is something that I had mastered. I thought, well, maybe I can teach, do a workshop for these women on how to set. And it's because I thought it's, I think it was December. It's coming into a new year anyway. So it was something that would be relevant because this is a point where people are thinking, okay, what's next year going to be? What do I want to achieve next year, et cetera. So I thought achieving goals for me the methodology i mean i have cracked it so i thought let me teach so i, I would do it a workshop and then would have a nice lunch and then hang out and so on so I thought, let me do that and remember what i'm saying now i approach everything as if i'm living out my purpose so for me in front of me at that time a workshop to contribute it was my contribution to humanity even though at the time it would have been i think about 50 women that would have been in the room for me i'm thinking humanity some people will not put their energy into something until they say come and speak to ten thousand. but you will never go and speak to ten thousand until you put everything into speaking to one person so i mean i prepared i was working or i was working i had all my responsibilities wife mother da, 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 all of that but in the evenings i would evenings and weekends i would sit down and write i, I created a, a workbook and when they say workbook, it's not two pages old. It's in fact a book. I can publish it now as a book. Created it, walked step by step, created my slides, presentation, etc., etc., And then went and I did this. I absolutely loved it. They found it so helpful. Like, oh my goodness, I never saw it this way. Oh, this is, this is why this has not been working, blah, blah, blah. What a wonderful time. And while we were there on that day, towards the end, a friend of mine, one of the ladies in church, just casually mentioned that, have you ever thought about doing this, you know, becoming a coach, like doing, doing stuff like this professionally, not just within the church, not just as a one-off. The moment she said it, the moment she said this thing, something, I don't even know how to say, something just like exploded inside me like, oh, hmm, I never thought of that before because I'd never really been exposed to the world of coaching. I was in a nine to five. I was in education. So you weren't really exposed to like executive coaching or things like that. You would have mentors, but that was where it ended at the time. Anyway, I don't know if they've started using executive coaches in education as at now, but at the time it wasn't really, you didn't go and get an executive coach. You would have maybe one of the senior colleagues mentor you and stuff like that. And that was the limit of it. So I'm like coaching. So I decided to do my research and I realized that it is an entire industry, multi-billion 
dollar industry and thought, whoa, you mean I can do this for a living? And that was how I quote unquote stumbled into my next stage of purpose. Where I was, I was already fulfilling purpose. I was a teacher and even say, oh, but teacher impacting lives. That's why I didn't even want to say what I was doing. When I was an engineering student in university, I was fulfilling purpose. What am I trying to say? Purpose is simply living out what God has put inside you for each season of your life. So don't sleep through life waiting for quote unquote the big purpose the big destination you're going to miss you're going to underachieve you're going to under under utilize that's the word not underachieve you're going to underutilize what god has put inside you for that season some people will work in a place for two three four five years and beyond doing the bare minimum and collecting their salary, they didn't leave a, one small imprint because they think, oh, I don't really like, is there another job I like? I don't like the people here. You have not impacted anyone. You have not made any valuable contributions to that place. Why? Because you're like, oh, I, I, God showed me in a dream that I meant to go and open orphanages. The time to open orphanages is coming. He's showing you what's to come. But for, for the door to open, to quote unquote, opening orphanages, you must be faithful as an accountant. You must first of all, see the people that you're working with as fatherless and motherless children. I say, oh, how can I help these people? You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> that brings me to the end of the first episode. What have I covered in this first episode? What purposes, right? I've built up the case to show you what I see purpose as. I've addressed common misconceptions about purpose and I've tried to bring the idea of purpose into context, into your everyday life. Next, in episode two, we're going to be looking at how does purpose specifically find expression in your life? Remember, it's a 10-part series. It's a 10-part season and we're going to build up step by step until by the end of it, you can confidently say, okay, I know exactly what purpose is. I know exactly what I'm meant to be doing every single day to know and to confidently say that I'm living out my purpose. This is Allow Me Brigway and I'll be back next week with another episode of the podcast. See you then.